you guys uh i had a really hard time tracking it down but uh, you know i'm i don't know what the big deal is everyone's talking about this movie kick punch panda and i just i just i don't know what did you guys think of it what did you kick, what was it kick punch panda <laughs> i don't i don't think that's what it's kick, that's not what it's what called. It, what it, wait what it, what is it called did you find a movie called kick punch panda yeah what did what were we supposed to watch we were we were watching kung fu panda the movie with with jack black Ch- the jack black oh yeah no this had like nobody no oh, no <laughs> oh god oh you were guys. they just kicking and punching a panda for oh, the entire? i it was <laughs> oh it was so good though <laughs> <laughs> And the only other thing that I wanted to point out is that I felt uncomfortable when the baby tiger had a human baby voice because oh. I feel like I've never actually seen like an an anthropomorphic animal movie where they have babies that have just been born and they cry like humans <laughs> and not like animals. It was weird. Uh, and I realized, I don't sure. think I've ever seen this before. I'm sure. Because they you're... usually just make like animal sounds. I bet that's you like cuter. Zootopia probably. Maybe, but they made a lot of animals. I mean, I don't know if there were any birthing scenes in Zootopia. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, you didn't been. watch my version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded it from the internet. I assume it's the real one. <laughs> yeah. Made by the same folks. <laughs> Close up. I don't so. get what everyone's talking about with the animation. I think it looks like shit. Yeah, and it just said House MD at the beginning, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> but I assume... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait a goddamn minute. You downloaded okay. an episode of House MD instead of Zootopia. <laughs> Admit it. And yet the animation was shit. Yeah, it was. It looked like garbage. real people. It wasn't fun at all. <laughs> it didn't look... There wasn't an animal inside. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we watch a movie and we talk about it in ways we guarantee you have never heard before because we don't know what the fuck we're going to say until we are prompted by our contextual computer. Uh, Joining me, as always, on this adventure of discovery is my dear friend and co-host, Mr. David Gucci. Hi. Hello. Hi, hello. Nice. That's like almost Her- like a yodel, maybe? Hey, hello. Yeah, no, that, nope. was, well, that was less that? of a yodel. No, that was less, but, somehow less of a yodel, yeah. and I was trying to be a yodel that time. I just I can't it. direct you. No, I'm an undirectable actor. <laughs> this is why no director will work Get with off me the anymore. Show, <laughs> Get off the show, Russell Crowe. Get off the show, Russell Crowe. Get off the show, Russell Crowe. He <laughs> needs to start a prank show called that. 
I don't know what it would be, but it would be it would be him pranking people and then being like, "Get the fuck off my show!" Him going on to other people's shows and like his prank show his... is going on to other actively filming. No, no, no. Shows. Okay, no, no, no. Here's the here's the premise of don't uh, get off the show, Russell Crowe. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm Russell Crowe goes to, it, like is gonna be a guest star on a popular show. And he his goal yep, is, is to get kicked off the show. is to get kicked off is to be so oh. demanding and terrible or like come up with the most bizarre ways to not get to be on this show. For some reason, the first uh, the first show that I want to see him on isn't even on anymore, but uh, Scrubs. Like yes, I want to see him on Scrubs. I went to Scrubs too. Mentally, <laughs> That's so weird. That's fucking weird. Because yeah. I think I was thinking of the Colin Farrell episode. Oh um, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it's just like get kicked off a of script. Which, which was just, which, Zach Braff has had enough. <laughs> Donald face out is like no more. The the only the only problem is that he would do this like twice and then uh, no yeah. he would never right. get to he do never that anymore. Yeah. It would be a very very it would burn very bright and yes yes it, you could only do like one season yeah because right. it would, people would catch on then, right. then they would never put him on another show again yeah right. but it would be fun for this like later night talk shows yeah to try to like roll the dice and be like. Is he still producing Get Off the Show, Russell right. Crowe? Like, will booking Russell Crowe get me views, but then be a disaster, or will it, like, yeah, be kind of kind of exciting? I swear, I'm not the, doing uh, that show anymore, guys. I swear right. for God. the Carson Dailies of the world. <laughs> I swear, I'm no longer doing Get Off the Show, Russell Crowe. This is how I talk. <laughs> and, uh, then, and then Colin Farrell is like, guys, I've network that did Get Off the Show, Russell Crowe. I've got a great idea. It's called Kid in a Barrel, Colin Farrell. <laughs> And it's where I go on other people's shows and I try to get them to ask me to get in a barrel. <laughs> it's really hard. Where it's <laughs> that is next level. He 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 has to invent a scenario on the show where he's like, I came up with a great idea for this scene and it's gotta have this barrel, whatever. And then when the day comes to shoot it, he has to be very reluctant yep. to get in the barrel. It's like I just don't know anymore, guys. I'm not sure I can do it. <laughs> I, I realized later I was claustrophobic. I don't know if I can do the barrel scene. Um, and then when they finally ask him to do it, then it's like the Pee Wee's Playhouse magic word of the day. It's like, he's not going to the barrel, yeah. Colin Farrell. <laughs> or it's like. And then uh, they just leaves and they're like, what? He's got, he's got, he's gone now. He's gone? Our, oh, our movie's ruined. Um, also joining us this week is another dear friend of mine, uh, our first time guest, uh, Mr. Joe Swanson. Hello. Hi, Hi, Joe. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, good. If this is uh, anything like Radiolab, then I think we're going to be. In really good shape. Yeah. Because I've heard, I've heard that. Lots of weird editing techniques, yep. but like weird editing techniques that we've been doing for the past 10 years, so it's no longer shocking right. or interesting. And actually, it's just right. industry standard at this point. Yeah, at this right. point, we're basically just making This American Life, but <laughs> yes. with more steps. Right. Um, yeah. I should have recorded your approach into the house, because that's classic radio lab. <laughs> Be like, oh, hi, how's yes, it going? Yes, totally. Like in the oh, background. Hey. Like, just yeah. lots of jingling yeah. keys. Yep. Yep. And, and a, a dog. dog. Yeah. A dog. Yes. <laughs> there has to be a dog. It's there like, it's not be... even novel anymore. Right. It's like, this is what happens every episode. Yeah. Thanks, Radio Lab, for your service. Um, thank you for your, <laughs> thank you for your service. Uh, unfortunately, our dear friend and co-host, Mr. Matthew Bond, is feeling unwell again. Uh, he will not be joining us. Uh, we really hope he gets well soon. He passes along his love to the listeners, and uh, you know we reciprocate that to him. Um, yes. This week, as a follow-up to our last episode about Shrek the DreamWorks animated film in which we had some opinions. 
yeah. um, or about which we had some opinions. We didn't have our opinions in the movie Shrek. Um, we, <laughs> uh, we decided we wanted to try another DreamWorks animated feature. This is the first time we've really done sort of like a one after the other yeah. kind of compare and contrast kind of thing. But we thought it would be fun to try one that ha- might have held up a little bit better. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, in... 2007's Kung Fu Panda, the kids' action adventure film uh, set in China uh, with anthropomorphic animals out the wazoo and Jack Black and, I mean, an all-star cast. Yeah, You got Jack Black, Dustin Hoffman, Angelina Jolie. And Joj. Jackie Chan, Lucy Liu, Seth Seth Rogen, David Cross. David Cross is in it. Seth Rogen and David Cross, the two people I'd get if I was like martial arts movie. Yep, and Ian McShane, (laughs) my all-time favorite. I don't know if that's true, but he's he's a wonderful actor, and I hope he ne- he's never done anything inappropriate. Right. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we are going to be discussing Kung Fu Panda in a series of critical contexts generated at random by our contextual computer. Guys, are you ready to get started with our first context? <gasps> yes. No. Okay, oh, David. What do you do? Actually, what do you need? Yeah, I'm gonna go, David. Oh, what do you think, David? Need me to do? What do I have to do, David? <laughs> Um, yes, I'm ready. Okay. Yes, good. I'm willing. Yes, I'm. <laughs> that joke nobody gets. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Thanks, we, Donkey Ali. We need to share Donkey Ali with the world. I think. Like, I mean, I you know. go right ahead. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I you want. Could, to. You know what? How about this? We're gonna post Donkey Ali on the show Facebook page. <laughs> yes. So check out Contextual Deviance on Facebook for an explanation as to what <laughs> Donkey Ali is and why we keep referencing it. <laughs> okay. I'm excited to learn about it. Yeah. You should be. Oh, you'll learn. Everyone should be excited about Donkey Ollie. (laughs) Okay. All right. Context number one. Unreliable narrator. Unreli- unreliable narrator. Um, That's a good beat. Yeah, unreliable, unreliable Wait, can we narrator. Do this one? Yes, last who, time we so did, we the... did uh, someone's imagining the whole thing. This oh, one is okay. an unreliable right, right, narrator. Right, right. Okay, gotcha. So, someone in this movie is an unreliable narrator. Mm. Now, the premise of this one is that we have to assume that the entire story is being told from one perspective, mm-hmm. and that that person's perspective is unreliable in some way. Okay. So, the question is... Who is narrating this story and what makes them unreliable and how what evidence can we find to uh, illustrate that point? The first person that comes to mind is uh, Poe's father. Oh, interesting. I don't know why. I, j- I feel I, like... See, because I was thinking the obvious and therefore not as fun answer would be Poe. Po. Like right. someone who's obsessed right. with martial arts, who he, literally the opening sequence sure. is him dreaming of being a martial yeah. arts master, yeah. and then he actually gets to become right. the martial arts master. Seems pretty like a dream. Like, seems like a dream. But I actually really like the idea of it being his dad. Um, yeah. Speak on that. Well, uh, let's see. So if he... <laughs> All right. I guess that's what I'm here for. Um <clears throat> So if Poe's dad is the narrator, then he's going to be a little one-sided, right, in his uh, interpretation of the story, and uh, therefore, and because uh, he wants, he's on his son's side. Right, he loves right? his son. He wants yeah, his son to be the best noodle salesman ever, or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, but oh man, but see, if he, hmm, I don't know, because if he were the narrator, he would, it would probably go into a, 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 a like where Poe is like com- has completely. Uh, uh, like, Embrace the noodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, or alternatively, there are two. There are two alternatives. Disappointed him. Well, 
maybe 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 he is genuinely uh, he feels bad for the way he recognizes in himself this is like therapy for him he recognizes that his father quashed his dreams of making tofu and he (laughs) sees in his in his adopted son poe that you know he's got dreams of being a martial arts master and he mm. is feeling guilty for quashing those dreams knowing mm. that he needs someone to take over his business when he when he dies but he's also like he feels really guilty about it so he envisions a scenario in which poe gets to live out his greatest fantasy of being you know this martial arts master and it works out for him and everything's great but then he also uh, you know, he also has to leave behind the family business, but it's okay in the end. Now, the thing, the difference between this one and the context we did for Shrek, where it's someone is imagining the whole thing, is we have to assume that there is a real version of this story that right. whoever is narrating it is embellishing. Mm-hmm. Right. So my question, here's what I like to imagine the embellishment is. Everything in, in the movie is the same, except at the end, the father is trying desperately to use his son's fame as the dragon warrior to sell noodles. It is like, oh yeah, it, he treats yeah. it like a marketing gimmick, yeah. and it, it, it drives a wedge between them. <laughs> and he's trying to, when he's like maybe telling the story to his customers, he's saying that he let his son go because it was his dream, you know, and he he <laughs> right. let him flourish as the dragon warrior, and now he's, you know, he's keeping the the family business, you know, alive, but his son's off pursuing whatever as an ex- as a way to explain away why his son is never there <laughs> at the noodle shop anymore. He makes t-shirts and they say like, these noodles have a kick. Yeah. And there's like a, you know, image of poe on there yeah <laughs> oh that's good so yeah. that's actually i like i like that version it's sad but then yeah. again yeah, this was bit. this is kind of inevitably going to be sad because right. anyone who's telling an unreliable story about a kid's movie where everything works <laughs> out in the end inevitably something has to be wrong True. um yes yeah i i like that a lot yeah that's an interesting thought i would have never thought of poe's dad yeah i guess uh but yeah but i'd be curious to know like if but if it were poe as the unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. what would that look like? I mean, it would literally just be, it's like a fishing tale at that point, right? Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. everything's just exaggerated. My and kicks were I this mean, big. It's pretty uh, believable. If you told me at the end of this movie that this was all a dream that Poe had, I'd be like, of course it was. Right. <laughs> like, of course it was. <laughs> uh, because it's all the most improbable thing. And yet, it happens on screen. It so actually I, he, happened. We saw a, it. We, we saw it. But is he unreliable? I think Poe's a great candidate, but I think he's a, I mean, it's a straightforward one. It's like ever since he rockets up into the air on that, uh, on that chair yes. and comes down in the middle and he gets pointed at by that big old turtle. <laughs> then Big old <laughs> turtle. What's Oogway? Oogway. 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 Dude, that guy rules. Yeah. Uh, I liked when he tickled that tiger and made him die. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. He was like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. It's like dialing a phone number on his abs. <laughs> oh, you could dial uh, a phone number on that tiger's abs. Actually, that's a great compliment. I could dial a phone number on those abs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three by three grid. <laughs> it's like, how'd you do that? You have a nine pack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but I think it's fairly, it's like obvious why he would tell it. 
because he wants to make himself look cool. And he's probably telling it to like customers at the noodle stand because mm-hmm. he's 80 years old and he's like, I was the dragon panda once. And you know. Yeah. 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 I'd say that's that, that one's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I have one that's kind of fun for me. And that mm-hmm. is um, for me, Shifu. <gasps> I have a Shifu oh, one sure. too. I okay, let, know me, let me no, no, let me hear your Shifu one because oh, I kind of okay. went, I kind of took over the Poe's dad one, and I felt. Oh, are you sure? Oh, okay, okay. Well, mine is uh, it's kind of off the rails, so bear with me, uh, Panda. Perfect. Bear with me, if you will. Duh. Oh, God um, damn it! <laughs> First the Shrek puns, <laughs> <Sorry>. now this. <laughs> what, David? David, there aren't as many panda puns, but I'll avoid pandering too much. <laughs> I'm just gonna. That's just gonna be my panda references. Just doing the designer thing as oh, much no, as I can. Nice. I like that. Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> um, so Shifu, uh, Master Uguay dies in a cherry blossom fountain or what however he he expires mm-hmm. into the world like uh, people always do in these movies sure uh he just kind of goes away and he says shifu you gotta train this panda because he's the dragon warrior and he's the way like you have to believe shifu's motivation comes from his master being like this is important this guy not whatever you think you can do he's like i can plant a seed and i can make it happen i'm dustin hoffman and there and <laughs> the old turtle is like no you can't you have to believe in destiny or whatever the forces of the true path so shifu then after that happens shifu tries to train poe it doesn't go great and it as as everybody expects he is not a good fighter and cannot defeat the best fighter of all time, this giant tiger with nine abs. <laughs> and so Shifu decides, so this is the unreliable narration is coming in the afterlife when Shifu has to reckon with Master Ugwe and he's trying to explain what happened. And Ugwe is like, how did you end up defeating Tai Lung? And Shifu is like, oh, I did exactly what you told me. I trained Poe and it was very inspirational and everything went great. But what actually happened is he bought a bunch of cannons and, <laughs> and just like shot the fuck out of that lung. <laughs> and just he just literally like he laid waste to the entire town. It was awful. It was one of the worst mistakes in history of Kung Fu. Everybody abandoned Shifu. That's probably why he died. He probably got like burned at the stake or something. But like, but then he made it to the afterlife and he was like, oh yeah, it all went great. I did exactly what you said. Aren't you proud? And, and uh, Ugwe's like, yes, I am proud. And Shifu's like, yes. <laughs> that's how it ends. That's exactly Real how dark. he sounds too. Yeah. Mine was very similar, which is that oh. he, he, he fails to train Poe sufficiently right. and Poe maybe... He's like he's he knows Poe. If he goes out there, he's gonna get fucking killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Shifu realizes that he has spent his entire career under Master Ugwe, and Master Ugwe has made it very clear that Shifu is not the Dragon Warrior. Mm-hmm. Like it, everyone knows right. that the Dragon Warrior is someone else. And Ugwe's mm-hmm. last act, <laughs> and in the public eye, was to name. Poe as the dragon warrior to yeah. identify him as such. Right. So Shifu realizing that he can't be the dragon warrior, seeing the secret of the scroll being literally just a mirror, uh, <laughs> and knowing that Poe is completely incapable of taking on Tai Long, takes on Tai Long himself, manages to kill him mm. and like to win. Kill. But 
because people need to believe that the dragon warrior is there and he's uh. he wants to keep the sort of legend alive that like this valley is under the protection of the dragon warrior no one can fuck with us yeah. like keep keep evil at bay whatever he tells the story that poe did all that stuff that he is the ultimate and he is the dragon warrior and it worked out mm-hmm. and Ugwe was right and so <laughs> all the lessons of master Ugwe's time we can all he preserves the legacy yeah exactly he preserves mm-hmm. master Ugwe's legacy he sacrifices his own glory at defeating his adopted ah, son yeah, it's very selfless yeah of. yeah yeah as, as a way to sort of yeah exactly to preserve Ugwe's legacy and to also uh protect the valley or yeah. to like to keep that narrative alive because he's also getting older and he knows that eventually he's going to die and people are going to like if he dies and there's no one left to protect the valley Mm. other than the furious five who as we've seen can be defeated by one very scary cat well to be fair that scary cat also defeated what hundreds of thousands of rhinos (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was yes (laughs) um yeah, I, I, so I think that that's that's my version of the yeah, Shifu like one. I do like the idea of Shifu buying a bunch of cannons <laughs> just to <laughs> just to shoot the shit out of a just large fucking cat. them all up. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> just get them. Just get that, Katie. Um, sorry, Joan. Um, oh, bye, Joan. Bye, Joan. Um, yeah. There's also the possibility that Shifu secretly adopted again. Uh, oh. Lung, <laughs> uh, like whenever they had that showdown, maybe he's just telling that story. I just like the idea of Shifu being or, like, you know what, you are pretty cool, or maybe yeah. he, you've really grown up to be a sweet. Cat. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he <laughs> didn't go. kill Tai Lung, but he maybe yeah. he convinced Tai Lung to like to leave, to like yeah. go off and do his own thing, sure. but like far enough away that no one in that village would know. Right, and so his version of the story that he tells people after Tai Lung is gone is that. Yes, Poe defeated him and everything's great, but it's he didn't like Tai Long is still out there and he doesn't want people to be afraid of him anymore because he's convinced that Tai Long is going to be, you know, peaceful or like leave them alone. Right. Which would be really fucked up if then Tai Long were to come back at some point later and that would really oh, screw no. up his whole steez. His steez. But so that's that's another possibility. Yeah. Any, are there any other characters that we can think of that would make good unreliable narrators in Kung Fu Panda, the DreamWorks animated <laughs> feature? <laughs> I mean, there aren't really there aren't other main characters in the movie. You right. know what I mean? Like right. the movie doesn't like <laughs> none that really makes sense. Like no. Tai Long doesn't make sense because why would he no. tell the story of him losing? Right. I thought Ta- about that, but then I was like, no, he wouldn't say that he lost to this panda. Tigress doesn't really make sense unless. Well, okay, what Tylung could be. Okay. If we are to believe that maybe Tylung made a mistake. Tylung forgot, like he got two in his own head. He got the yeah. yips about his kung fu. And when he was like, you're a panda, you're a panda. Like, this is going to be easy. We're going to fight and I'm going to destroy you. And then he like thought it was so easy that he like started thinking too much about his technique and like did really bad and just like tripped and fell 
and somehow got put in jail then because of that. And he was like, no, 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 believe me, this panda was so good at Kung Fu. Oh, sure. Amazing. Totally unexpected. None of my stuff worked on him because he was (laughs) too tubby. Like giving all these excuses to other criminals in jail being like, no, believe me, this panda was wild. Yeah. That would be the only way. And it would be a very small portion of the movie that would be edited. But that's the only way I can think that he would be an unreliable narrator. No, yeah, that could be. Well, yeah, because then he blows up the legend of Poe to make it seem like he really like he's this unassuming goofball. But this Mm -hmm. is why he's actually a master of kung fu and why even i the other greatest (laughs) fighter in the world could not even defeat him the person the first person to master the thousand scrolls or yeah the thousand scrolls of kung fu which was something i guess i don't know what that was They'll get to that one in the sequel, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Or wait, I don't okay. know. No, Maybe. they sure didn't. They didn't. Um, they sure I haven't didn't. seen the sequels. I'm trying to remember who was the villain in the sequel because it was like a weird casting choice. I guess I could look that mm. up, but I don't feel like it. Lord Farquaad. <laughs> 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 it's just John Lithgow reprising his classic role. <laughs> his best role that his everybody <laughs> loves him for. Third rock from the farm. Yeah, and then I, the, hope that, I like, was gonna say w- when when John Lithgow passes away at, at, at the Oscars, you know the images. <laughs> it's just Lord Farquaad. Oh, <laughs> like oh, they don't show no. his face. It's just Lord Farquaad. Oh, <laughs> poor John Lithgow. No, he was in the third movie though, because it was Third Panda from the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there was, uh, I was like, we got to get a third. We got to get another Third Rock joke. Maybe because I already yeah. made one. So yeah, you but know. one more. Maybe we could do a one third the joke from the Sun. From the Sun. It's a comedy rule of three rocks from the sun. What? I said maybe we could do a third joke from the sun. Okay, that's better. Okay, good. Let's, <laughs> let's move all, on. Let's all vote. <laughs> Which no, one was better? No, no, it's done now. We're going <laughs> on to another context. Context again. Next one. Context. Superlatives. Who won? Who lost? And why? Oh, I pulled the mic away too fast. Shit. Oh, no. uh, well, we'll still do it. Superlatives. Who won? Who lost? And why? So let's mm. come up with some superlatives we can give to folks in this movie. Uh, let's start with everybody's favorite category, the one we are the most famous for on this show. Best hair. Best hair. Best hair. And now uh, this one's going to be a little tricky. Yeah, it's like fur? Does we fur can do count? fur. Shifu has a pretty sweet stash. Yeah, Shifu has a great stash. That's, that's referenced with the noodle joke, mm, that, the that noodle little joke. bit that uh, that Clapo does. Yeah. Classic bit. Also, <laughs> really just kills. The, at really the, you know, painful when Tai Long baby tears that fucking thing yes. off his face. Yeah, Oof. it made me really wince hard. That yep. wins best tear. <laughs> but we're yes. talking about best hair. Best Christian. hair. <laughs> Damn it, David. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our other classic category, best, <laughs> best tear. <laughs> so it's either when somebody rips something off of someone else, or when you put when you push a scale, a digital scale, to adjust best it to the weight that it has no. currently. <laughs> it's either one of those scenarios, which happen in almost every movie. Right? Yeah, that happens in every movie. It's it's the classic rule. It's part Jeez. of the Hayes Code, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty the, sure. The only thing that carried over from the Hayes Code <laughs> is. <laughs> that every movie has to have a scale that you adjust to what's already on it. <laughs> Best tear. But what was the worst tear? But what was the worst tear? Let's sort that out at the Terry Awards. God. <laughs> I do think that Shifu might be best hair. Yeah. Because facial hair counts. Totally. As, as okay. A, okay. Um, All right. I mean, otherwise, like, the amount of hair in this movie actually isn't a lot. Very minimal. Yeah. Very minimal. No one really has much in the way of like a style 
of, yeah, of, of like a hairstyle as we would think. They are anthropomorphic, right, right. but they, they still look like animals. Like all the birds kind of like have the same sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the cats too. You know, yeah, tigers and, and, and the silver uh, spoon. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I mean I liked Ian McShane's uh, or Tai Lung's uh, patterns. Mm-hmm, like he mm-hmm. he had a nice look to him. I really mm-hmm. like that character design. This is a very think, pretty kitty. Yeah, very pretty kitty. <laughs> Who? Okay, yeah, I I think a lot of the characters have a lot of like pattern sort of yeah. fur or material going on. A lot of color scheme <laughs> schema. Yeah, and I wonder who had the best pattern. Oh, the Ooh. best pattern. I mean, I think it's uh, I well, it's because Viper was pretty. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah, say pretty yeah. something, and then I realized we're talking about an appearance of a pattern, so I could just say pretty and it leave was it pretty there. pretty. Yeah, it's pretty pretty. Viper was pretty pretty. Uh, Viper, I barely know her. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's that for you. <laughs> I like. Um, <laughs> I like. Uh, I almost said princess tigress. <laughs> Right, tigress. tigress yep. Yeah, yeah, tigress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, voiced maybe a little reluctantly by Angelina Jolie. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't feel like that was the world's greatest uh, performance. All of all of those characters, the voice. Like we were talking about this, like, Jackie Chan has. I, I think he just showed up and made some. Sounds. I think he yeah. made three home. lines yeah. tops yeah. in this I, fucking movie. David Cross was the one who actually had a contract for this movie because he's the one <laughs> right. that had lines at yeah, all. Yeah, he had that scene with Poe where mm-hmm. he like came into his room, and yeah. and we could talk. And we might end up talking all day about some of the voice casting choices in this movie, but we sure we'll right. we'll let it we'll let it slide for now. Let it uh, and see if it comes up. Uh, yeah, cranberry to? style. We'll let yeah. it linger. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, what are some other superlatives we can give? What wait wait? So, what would be the worst? Is it is there worst, a worst worst hair? Uh, worst would, pattern or hair? worst pattern? I mean, Mantis. Viper. <laughs> Viper like, has no hair. Worst which character is design, also. I guess. Mm. Mantis had no hair. Mantis That's true. No Viper it's, also had that like bow that I did, didn't really. Did like. she have like lipstick on? Yeah, it was kind of weird. That Honestly, was I did not weird. appreciate that. So I think Ugh. worst character, worst like yeah. pattern. Yeah, I take it back. The Viper. lipstick is kind of strange. I didn't like. I didn't even notice that. But now it that was, I'm imagining her, yeah. now I see it. It's, it's not good. Yeah, that's. Uh, it was that's like really we have to make sure that everybody knows this. This snake is a girl. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because Lucy Liu always wears lots of lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the rhinos had like tribal tattoos. It looked like it was kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, not not those could be candidates for worst pattern in terms of taste not uh not appearance i would uh let's say let, let's do it let's do a very easy one um best fighting style who Ooh, do you think had the coolest like the best to look at style? sure or that you just thought was the coolest or most effective Oogway, for sure for mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. like he did it so rarely but then when he did he fucked people up oh yeah, yeah that's time. true it's like yoda bing, 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 he's like yeah. and he always had the like the pattern like the, the yeah. fucking ripple uh, effect like that looked really nice yeah, yeah. it looked and sounded great too yep. yeah. the sound the was, sound effects was it was awesome. really good sound design for that sound effects was awesome best sound effect was best sound effect was ding 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 on tiger abs yes actually uh I might disagree. Oh. I think the best sound effect was the ghosts ooing every time. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. that's fair. <laughs> that best co- yes. sound effect comedic <laughs> timing like, yeah, was no, when he bumped into it again and they went, ooh, one last time. <laughs> and that was very like, good. very subtle and like very, very sort of good. quiet. I love that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Still in agony. <laughs> so good. <Ooh. laughs> yeah, you're right. That might be the best sound effect. <laughs> um, best food. Oh, well, wait, 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 wait. We can't just keep doing all these bests. Who had the worst? Oh, you're right. Oh, sure. Style. Worst fighting style. 
did Mantis ever do anything? Mantis is my Mantis beat the well. shit out of Poe. <laughs> Uh, well, in sure, the early yeah. part of the movie, yeah. oh, but yeah. I don't feel like they really had a, a good brand. I would say that fighting style. I, I actually I noticed when they were pointing out there was a part where I think when they were training at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, where Shifu criticizes all five of the five, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Tigress, more ferocity. Uh, monkey, more verticality." Someone's like Viper, whatever the fuck you do, um, and then and then like he gets to Mantis and then gets cut off before he can criticize uh-huh. him. And I really get the sense that yeah. the people who made this movie don't understand what Mantis fighting style <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, it's probably. But I mean, at least he. But uh, Viper has what? I like mean, strangles. a tail. Well, and, uh, like, oh, the strangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strangles. At least Viper like has a signature move, which is wrap self around enemy. <laughs> she's yeah. better. She's she better suited times, for like yeah. wrestling. Then totally. you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. MMA. She doing like she should be doing like, MMA. She's, she's like she's like bouncing all over those like flaming poles mm-hmm. that like shoot fire up yeah. in the training sequence. And right. I was like, like what? How? Number one, how? <laughs> Number two, what does this have to do with a fighting style? Like what is it? Right. Yeah, I don't get it. it. Uh, not fighting anything. Crane, Crane wasn't like Crane didn't do a ton fighting wise. Right, like almost exclusively yeah. leg based. Right, well, but he could fly. That's, that's his yeah. asset. Right, C- Crane was just basically like, well, you're in the group because you can do the thing that none of us can, yeah. which is fly. <laughs> and he like swooped that that on that uh, that fight scene on the bridge, you know, which yeah. is pretty cool. He but swooped. like he swooped down and grabbed uh, Tigress when she was falling. And and picked her up, and that's, that's true. I was yeah. like, man, yeah. that's a lot of weight for. Her. But I guess he's yeah, that's true. super strong. He's a strong crane. Yeah, he's trained hard to. Become and then Mantis so held strong. the bridge while they're all fighting. Yeah, fighting. That, yeah was, that, that was that was so fake. <laughs> that was. You know that's what? Not, there's no way lot. that's real. So <laughs> there's no way that's save real. it for the nitpicky realism <laughs> corner if it comes up. <laughs> That uh, we did took get me right Seth, out of the movie. We did get a Seth right Rogen laugh, so that was yes. a couple. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I marked at least two times that Seth Rogen laughed, and I was like, "Wow, that's good. <laughs> at least he got to do his thing." <laughs> yeah, um, I would say Mantis or Viper. Yeah, maybe yeah. just like the most I'm leaning more towards Viper now. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like what? What even is it? That's true. The, the the other thing that almost makes me want to vote for Mantis is when he is beating up Poe. You can't see him. Like right. they animated mm. him so small, you can't see so what he's doing. So it's just cool. a generic like he could yeah. be doing anything, mm-hmm. and right. they're just like, yeah, that's how he fights. Yeah, right. the creators kind of right. point, painted themselves into a, a corner with that. Yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah, they really did. They animated themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm out of here. Bye. No, God, no, no, Joe, 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 Joe. stay, stay, stay. We've got more. We've got more stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. So I think food because there's a lot of food okay, in this yeah, movie, yeah. and yes. some of it is rendered better than others. So we've got mm-hmm. stuff like the noodles and those yep. like those like buns, the, dumpli- the? dumplings, the dumplings, yeah. dumplings. Yeah. Uh, and then the peaches. Oh, those um, peaches! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> what? What would you and like that? The onions that he's cutting up at the beginning. Mm, yep. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, that classic onion that he's cutting up. At the that beginning. classic green onion. So what are yeah. what is the best item of food? Like, what would you want to eat mm. of the things in this movie? The noodles. Yeah. The noodles, noodles for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they looked real good. And then there was no secret ingredient, you guys. Right. There wasn't. There was no it secret was just us all along. Which makes it right. way more affordable. 
Yes. Uh, to make yeah, it home. Right. I thought those dumplings looked pretty good. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, I thought they looked kind of plain. I think those dumplings put the dump in dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> they looked bad. <laughs> I don't understand why. Like, they looked plain, exactly. Yeah. They looked like a texture from the movie Shrek. Yeah. A, a Shrek texture. Yes. <laughs> hey, you did it. You've learned I well. I learned one. I can... Dissolve into cherry blossoms. Now you are the new, <laughs> you are the new pun master. I was doing one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think they they really looked kind of like, and I get it. You don't want to put a really really complicated texture on something that's going to be flying around the air a bunch mm-hmm. and et cetera et cetera. You know, but and dumplings aren't that attractive. Also, right. like that's to true. be fair, like they just I'm sure they were good, but they didn't look good to me. They looked old and they had been kicked a lot. <laughs> by like the one that they were that's, fighting over i was like true honestly like, dog this has hit so many people's bodies like why do you want to eat this <laughs> but then there's that uh what was that that um that animated that animated short with the about the dumplings oh, that yeah. they did that was that, in, that didn't even look good in either front of no, the that incredibles too didn't yeah. look good i was like dumplings think, just aren't attractive they don't look good it's why are they being used so often in these movies because <laughs> they're why are, they being used? why are they using the dumplings why are these dumplings <laughs> what is the deal what dumpling? <laughs> I love George Carlin. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Uh, I was having a lot of fun last night doing because Bill Burr was just on Hot Ones. Yeah. Every time I saw the thing on YouTube, I just I've, I've never heard a Bill Burr impression until last night. It wasn't good. I, it's not good. It, but it I is just, good. I just love the idea of like, I these fucking wings are so fucking hot. Why'd you fucking you know? I'm I'm, I'm from I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm from Boston. I, I, I eat fucking wings. <laughs> fuck fuck Philadelphia. <laughs> he hates Philadelphia. Yeah, um, makes sense. And he also plays a reporter for the Miami Herald in The Front Runner. And so I was just oh. like amused by like, apparently I'm from Miami now. Yeah. <laughs> um, is very Which funny. is a line from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, uh, shit. You I, know what's funny, actually? Now that I think about it, we did decide the best and worst food, and that's good. But this movie doesn't have that much food. For being a movie about how much Poe loves food. Right. It actually just has soup and dumplings. Yeah. Soup and, and dumplings it. and peaches. And some peaches, which aren't the really almond even cookies. Food. The almond cookies that he gets, yes. Oh, uh, okay. He cla- but true. I mean, you don't That's even true. really see them, though, no. either. So he mm. just kind of... Yeah, but that, but that is true. There are at least three iconic foods that Poe likes. <laughs> And which he, is still just doesn't seem like he a mentions lot. the yeah. bean buns that are about to go bad. Oh, yeah, which oh the it's a, <laughs> that technique of uh, telling more than showing, so that we just imagine the most beautiful bean bun. I mean, that really was very smart. Uh, <laughs> you never show the, the monster. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which of the anthropomorphic animals would you most fuck? <laughs> So most fuckable and least fuckable? Yeah. I feel oh, like man. this is going to make me uncomfortable. Ah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm into sorry, bears. Sorry, Mom. So I'm mm, going to go Poe. Sorry, which one? I'm into bears, bears. so I'm going to go Poe. You're going to go Poe? Go Poe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see that. You I could see that want, about you. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I want my I want my daddy bear. You know, just to like totally, yeah, absolutely. Well, take, si- since take we referenced hold. that, uh, since we referenced dialing on those abs, I you know Ty Long's yeah, got, no, I, I'm got a rock and bod. Yeah, he does. If you're into that, I guess it just won't quit. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's just different strokes for different folks. You know, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Some I, people like like a little bit of, like a little bit of post. Some people like a little bit of lung. It's all fine. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tigress has the, you know, the, I feel like we're meant to feel like her eyes are sexy. Like, I feel yeah. like they're trying to put that maybe. on us. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if it 
Well, it worked a little bit. No. <laughs> but, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they tried to, they tried to set, maybe it's because Angelina Jolie is playing the role that I feel yeah. that way, that, that, that yeah. they, that they push that. Sure. It's maybe. Possible. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess, um, I mean, Mantis would have to be least, right? Oh, Mantis oh. is least. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. Although acupuncture could be fun. Yeah, that could be. If that could Vi- be. If Viper hadn't had that lipstick on, I would say Viper's least fuckable. But because of the lipstick, <laughs> yeah. thankfully, she became fuckable. Yeah, good job, DreamWorks. Good yes. job, DreamWorks. <laughs> that, was the, that was the boardroom conversation. They were like, okay, all these characters are pretty fuckable. But Viper, <laughs> right. not that fuckable. Put Mantis, some lipstick 100%. On like, I know, I know audiences are reluctant to want to fuck a snake. A but snake? Let's see a small anthropomorphic snake in a kid's movie. But... Just dial it let's up just, a little Let's bit. just see what yeah. we can do with this. God, um, what a mistake. What a mistake. What a mistake. <laughs> um, God damn it, David. <laughs> I would say least Crane. Crane, Crane 100%. I think Crane's got very, very sweet eyes. Yeah, I yeah, don't Crane's I don't. like... Crane seems like, like a nice Seems person. like a gentle lover. Yeah, well, I don't know, but I feel yeah. like he'd be like a neurotic lover. I That's true. That scene oh, between yeah. him and yeah. is not assertive at all. No. Just like, oh, so this is uh, my space, so you need to leave. <laughs> property of <now>. Crane. <laughs> property of, <laughs> I did, property I of did Crane. I did like that moment. Yeah. yeah, if it was like a fuck, Mary kill thing, he would be the Mary. Oh, absolutely. Because he's yeah. like, yep. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He but, seems nice. But not, not fuckable. No, 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 I'm not no. excited by his body or his personality. As opposed to the others, which I get got the flexibility, though. Exactly. Yeah, monk. Oh, monkey, oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and Jackie Chan is adorable, and I love Jackie Chan. Yeah, and all, all of the ducks have, as we were discussing this last night. I love that all of the ducks have the sort of the their beaks move mm. in the way that uh, when you watch the Muppets and there are rats and they're like mm. they can like curl mm-hmm. their yep. entire yep. snout right. down. I do like that. All the ducks do that in yep. this movie. And they're I, like puppets. Yeah, That's they're awesome. they're more like puppets than ducks, which yeah. I found very interesting. <laughs> uh, it, 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 honestly, yeah, that's a good call. That's a really nice touch. Yeah. As an animation choice. But yeah. um so I would say the pigs kind of gross me out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I think there are some pigs I can get down on, not these pigs. Not right? these pigs. No, I don't know what it was about these pigs. It was, maybe it's the how just how tiny their eyes are. Like their faces are so in the middle of their oh, heads yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that it was just very strange. Too much cheek, not enough face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's a way to put it. I, you know, I was the one who brought this up, so it's my, it's my <laughs> it's burden your, to bear. You asked for this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so here's the here's the question: Would you rather, as your Tinder profile, have the sentence "bean bun that's about to go bad" or "too much cheek, not enough face"? <laughs> Which of those is a better Tinder profile for when you're swiping left and right on all these animals that you want to have sex with? I'll go with the latter on that one. Yeah, because yeah. I I think cheek could be could be butt. C- yeah, could be butt. Yeah, mm. could be interpreted as butt. Whereas a bean bun that's about to go bad <laughs> just makes you think of rotten food. Or is it like I'm a bad boy? Oh. I'm about to go bad. I'm, I'm about to go bad on these around. bean buns. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bean bun that's about to go bad. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe. it's also like a challenge for like you know the type of person who wants to change a person like Ooh, I'm about yeah. to go bad. Yeah, can you can you save me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you make me good? The Vulnerable, ki- sad boy. The Kylo bun. Ren right. approach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kylo Bun. You That's could, not a joke. You could maybe save me. <laughs> that was Kylo Ren's voice, though. You did it. You could maybe save me. <laughs> I'm the leader of the not the dark whatever. I don't remember what they're the even called. The first order. Yeah, the first distorter. Space Nazis. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. But Any I can other... be a good guy. <laughs> this Kylo Ren impression is too spot on. It's creeping me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're bit. right. I'm sorry. Any other superlatives that we need to cover? Mm, mm, mm. I, think we're, I think we're good. I think we're I think good. Yeah, think there we're were good a lot yeah. of awards. <laughs> lots uh, of awards. Lots of out. awards, yeah. guys. Lots of superlatives. Uh, let's move on to another context. Yes. If a character got a spinoff, which would it be and what would it be like? So if a character got a spinoff, who would it be and what would it be like? Oh, man. I don't know. Noodle Dad would be a lot of fun. I want to see a movie called The Noodle Dream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's my other favorite thing that we don't actually get to find out anymore about. Like, what is The Noodle Dream? Mm. Is that a puberty joke? Like, oh, is right. that what that is? <laughs> like, I want to know what what the dad thinks yeah. the noodle dream could be. So we amazing. could do like a prequel yeah. starring the dad when he yes. first had the noodle dream. Oh, yeah. Like and that's the first scene. And he wakes up like and he's just like, he's just noodled all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> so the dad just creamed. Yeah. Yeah. He noodled and creamed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just some thick, ropey noodles. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds hard to expel. So, so he just screamed. This movie became so much more sexual. Yeah. I started talking about it with you guys. Wow. And I appreciate you both for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, the F U stands for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Kung fuck. Kung fuck. Kung fuck. Yeah, maybe don't maybe don't mention to your daughter about how don't let her listen to this episode. Maybe. Yeah, no, it might fuck up her opinion of Kung Fuck Panda. <laughs> I'm sure she's picking up on all these same sexual undertones yeah, that, that we there. are. Yeah, they're it's, there. They're obvious. Obvious. It's so obvious. We're just tapping into the veins. guys. I feel yep. I feel bad about even thinking this, so I need to expel it from oh, my no. brain, which oh, is no. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Just, <laughs> oh. Uh, just getting cucked by uh, oh, just oh, anything, hurts. anything really. Yeah, I hate it. Ugh, disgusting. Just, uh, love it. Um, so, <laughs> um, so his dad getting cleanup. a a like chef spinoff. Yeah, kind of thing. It'd be like the know? movie Chef with mm-hmm. John Favreau. Yeah, but with a with a with a with a duck. With, with a duck. Yes. Yeah. I love Who it. likes to fuck? <laughs> yeah, of course, it's got to be there. Now, would would you want it to be? A prequel or a sequel? Like, would you want it mm. to be mm. pre the events of Kung Fu Panda, oh. or would it be like him raising Poe as sure. like as like a single dad with a noodle restaurant who also <laughs> has to raise this little panda? That does sound really charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that idea. Could be fun. Oh yeah. yeah it actually, wait, do we actually do we ever find out why in a the panda sequels, has a duck for a dad? In the sequels, we do. Okay, okay yeah. I was gonna say because I, okay. I thought but I missed as it, but. per the rules of as per the rules of this podcast, no, we exactly don't. no, we don't. we don't find oh, out we don't. In this within movie. The, within the movie. No, we don't. Okay, okay. What a, what about? Hmm. I had one and it got slippery. <laughs> got too slippery. Nope, it's okay. gone. It's gone. Right. It slipped right out of my brain. <laughs> I, I was like, I got one like a minute ago, and it's gone now. Maybe the young, the young adventures of Master Uguay. Mm. Ooh, that could be cool. Yeah, yeah, I could get down on that. That could be like an animated series. Oh, for sure. Not what other like animals that. can we would, would be added in? Because, like you know, uh, 
what or what other what other animals could be it, it would be well, in that in that movie? Okay, real quick because that we're invites missing. a really good question. If yeah. there, if you could add one anthropomorphized animal to the Kung Fu Panda film franchise, what would it be? This is a good context for every movie, actually. <laughs> Think about yeah. it. Actually, yeah. yes. <laughs> like, actually, honestly, I gotta remember you gotta that. Add that. I gotta add that one. If you could add one anthropomorphized animal to this movie, what would it be? <laughs> God, that could why? be. Because imagine that, that for so like good. The Shining. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, no, that that is a really good one. Okay, right, I gotta you, remember. Thank that. you for this gift, Christian. <laughs> but the question still stands. <laughs> yeah, oh, a shark. Ooh. You would want an anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized shark. It would be a little limiting, yeah. though, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. No, it would be like a street shark. <laughs> it would just walk on land. It would just land. be the characters, yeah. the, the street yeah. sharks. It would just be from all the show, four of the street sharks. sharks. <laughs> that would be, they would be a villain in the fourth movie. And the biker mice from Mars? Yeah, yeah. I think a mouse would be great. A mouse would be cool. Because you've already got the mantis, who's like very mm. small. And like having another small anthropomorphized creature to face off the mantis mm-hmm. could be fun. I did think it was a little weird that there were no larger things than... I guess the panda is like the big one. Yeah. The rhino. Yeah. Like what about like a giraffe? Oh, right. That could be fun. A like, giraffe would be wild. Would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, does China have giraffes? Oh, does it have to be from China? Well, oh. it doesn't. I guess it doesn't have. I to guess be, it, but. but China does have all those animals. So maybe China maybe, does have a lot of animals. Does it have rhinos? Or that's w- or were we supposed to assume that they went to another country to go visit those rhinos? Well, that's a good question too. Yeah. Oh, because the the rhinos are only at the jail, right? Yeah. Maybe the yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd still think that it would. Yeah. Also, oh. the rhinos are not to scale. <laughs> I remember my other one. Okay, we want to keep talking about this, but I have it now. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh no 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 that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, we can we can maybe. What do you have one, Joe? No, I mean the for some reason the first thing that came to mind was a snail, but then oh. that's basically no, like that could viper. Be fun. I mean maybe yeah. No, you can do some fun. stuff with little antennae, you know, yeah. or really slow. Like there are some uh, there are some players in sports sometimes that that don't seem fast, but they're so tricky yeah. that they like are just like ahead of the curve the whole time. Here, here's what I imagine it would be. Yeah. And this is this is actually one of my favorite ideas that you <laughs> that you have brought to my life, and thank you. Is that <laughs> early in the movie, the snail is there, and it's like they reference it as like this kung fu master that of course. is coming mm-hmm. to you know it has come to the village, and everyone's so excited. <laughs> yes, I like. And it going. like is trying to. It's like slowly walking through the procession, and they're like they're bowing towards it, and they're talking <laughs> about how in- impressive and great a warrior is. And it's like a. It's like a. Th- it feels like a throwaway gag to the audience because mm-hmm. it's like it's a fucking snail, and it's just sort of slithering along. Right. And then we go through the rest of the movie without ever bringing it up again. And then in the final fight <laughs> scene, whatever happens, this like the good guy's about to lose and then all of a sudden the bad guy like trips on the fucking snail <laughs> and everybody's like oh it's master whatever the name <laughs> yeah. of the sna- it's yes. master snail and it like <laughs> saves the day yeah and it's the greatest snail yeah. in the history like the kung fu master of the world and that <laughs> shit would be super fun. that'd be fantastic mm. yeah so hmm. what did you have that's a character i'd want to yeah. spin off of all right so my final spin off my my uh offering to this group uh it is not another anthropomorphic animal that gets added which is kind of like a spinoff but it is a field of dreams-esque movie about that rhino that built that jail 
Oh, that's okay. what I want do because you, that jail is a masterpiece. Now, do we yeah, think totally. he built that jail? He built it from the ground up. Okay, and yes. he he kept telling himself, if you build it, they will arrest a big tiger that's scary, and you'll be able <laughs> yes. to and you'll be able to put it in your jail. He built it all specifically before they arrested. Oh, uh, okay. Tai Lung. They just and knew that they would need, and they were like, we need a maximum security one occupant prison with yeah. thousands of guards, <laughs> and so I'm gonna build that. And people told him that's impractical you're an idiot like why would you build this this many rocks with dynamite rigged to them just so they could drop and kill a bridge later or something like why would you do all this and he's like believe me it'll work Mm -hmm. and it did well it didn't it didn't didn't. didn't. what's great about it the The ultimate tragedy yeah it just it it all was shit so it's a whole movie (laughs) from beginning to end of him building this prison and then Tylon gets into it and it ends with him breaking out of prison and blowing the whole thing up (laughs) it's it's really subversive it's like it's working to this Friday Night Lights you know what you know what the, the final scene of the movie is what he gets back up he dusts himself off he starts rebuilding yeah, uh-huh. and he rebuilds. He's rebuilding this <laughs> failed prison, but with the lessons he learned. Mm-hmm. So it's a lesson to kids about failure and overcoming obstacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and being a rhino. Sometimes death happens. <laughs> Sometimes death happens. That's the uh, that's the tagline. <laughs> Is that true? It's, yeah, it no, it's true. Joe. Yeah, it's true. Oh my God, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Joe. Fuck. I know. When they say oh. he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that means I thought he. Oh my god! He's in a better place. <laughs> I always thought he's in a better place. Just meant like oh, he went to Subway or something. Right? Know, like, is that is that your definition of a better place? Subway. No. So heaven for David Gucci <laughs> is Subway. Oh man! Give me that meatball marinara. If I was running the Cracker Barrel, I'd be okay. Like, <laughs> hang on. Let let me picture that. And somebody, well, no, 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 not if I was running. You probably need to wear a hairnet on your beard. That's true. But if I, if, if you went to the Cracker Barrel Mm -hmm. and I, and Christian, you're like, hey, where's Joe? I'd be like, he's in a butter place. (laughs) That's what I would say. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about he's in a better place and restaurants. And I was like, that sounds like butter. I got (laughs) to, I got to dunk this. And the only one you can think of was the Cracker cracker Barrel. Which honestly has a lot of butter. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, checks yeah. out. It checks out. It checks out. Um, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, okay. Le- are there any other characters we could see getting spun off? I mean, everyone, yeah. possibly. Mm-hmm. With the kids' movie, they can justify yeah. anything, mm-hmm. really. You know? yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to think of one that isn't like another just kung fu movie. Right. And most of them are. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a lot of kung fu characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Panda, for instance. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. They were all named Kung Fu Monkey and Kung Fu Mantis. <laughs> right? <laughs> you yeah. know. The five just had the names of animals and then. Yeah. yeah. But not Tai Lung. Tai Lung. Tai Lung. Yeah. Tai although, Lung. although a lot of the time Shifu calls Poe Panda. Mm-hmm. And not Poe. Mm, I wonder if the animals have actual names, but becoming a part of the Furious Five means that they surrender those names oh, and become their yeah. their identity is yeah. their species. That would make instead. a lot of sense because, like, you don't name like there's a tiger named Tigress and then a tiger named God. Tai why Lung. can I remember it? Tai Lung? Yeah. I have no idea how you can't like remember just that. the first part. I remember the lung part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe lung. maybe that's it. Cool. Yeah. No, that's interesting because they basically become the representatives of their particular fighting style. Right. 
Um, yeah, they embody the style. And so and they, they give they, up their mm-hmm. old names. They leave their yeah. name behind them. It's kind of interesting. I huh. like that. Good job, Kung Fu Panda. Which is also why Shifu and Uguay don't do that. Because they <laughs> don't have a singular recognizable <laughs> fighting style. Sure. Well, and they're the masters too, though. Yeah. yeah so they, masters. so they must, they must be good at a lot of different things. Whereas the other ones are like specialized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Specialized. Specialized. Uh, do we want to do another context? Yeah, we need to do one do more. It. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Marxist economics. <laughs> oh, we haven't had yeah. Marxist economics this come up in a long time. Weird. I'm very Since, excited. Since like Doctor Strange, maybe? no, and that one we've definitely had it yeah? since then, okay. right? I mean, I hope, but I feel like it's been years. <laughs> Probably years. not since the press. Did we have it in the Prestige? I don't know. Either way, let's yeah, no, do we had it. it in the Prestige. Anyway, wow. So Marxist economics and Kung Fu Panda. This will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so the easiest way to do this is to identify who's the proletariat yep. and who's the bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so who's the bougiest part of this movie? Uh-huh. That's actually tough because uh, the villain is a little bit more uh, sort of working class. Like yeah. Orphan worked his way up, did a lot of uh, hard. Maybe, uh, well, no, we can't, we can't do that. When no, we do no, Marxist economics, right, but I feel like we've done this context in the past and I've tried to spin it on a Marxist economics is bad angle and that's, we can't do that. This movie through the sphere uh, or through the lens of Marxist economics has to be about how the proletariat will rise up. Well, but so here's what we've got. We've got, mm-hmm. we've got two characters yeah. who fit the same mold. They're both orphans. They're yeah. both, uh, they're both working class who, who trained hard to become what they are. And one of them became obsessed with owning that power for themselves. And the uh, other one became more uh, open to the idea of whatever makes you special is what counts, mm, which is you more matter of a, because which is, of your role in. Yes. Which is more egalitarian. Mm-hmm. So totally. I would say that it's it's less about it's less about Marxism being wrong but right. more that yes. marxism for marxism can't be selfish mm. that marxism can't be purely singular as tai Long, so so it's sort of <laughs> karl marx versus joseph stalin is kind <laughs> yeah, of what we're getting yeah, into totally. with this movie <laughs> and then there's just everyone else is just bougie yeah a little a little bougie a little yeah um, hmm what if there's a way to because a lot of this movie is Poe's internal journey and how he becomes confident and okay with himself and then able to, uh, you know, it, it, it's literally a reflective moral. It's like, That's true. it's inside you yeah. all along. Yeah. So I, I wonder how that works with Marxist economics because honestly... I feel like that's a little bit more American. <laughs> like, to totally, be completely yeah. fair, it like, totally it's is. individualistic. There's, there's yeah. this main like, character who mm-hmm. is uh, given this uh, this position of power, but he doesn't know what to do with it, mm. which sounds very American. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, but yeah, so, yeah, that is tough. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, do we? would we interpret the ending as being sort of a if we work together, we can succeed kind of thing? Because it feels like it's giving a message of him saying to the Furious Five, like, 
we can do it if we all work together we can defeat Tylong. we can save the the village all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. which would speak to a sort of marxist message of like the workers control the means of production we pool our resources we can achieve great things that mm-hmm. kind of thing i mean the election of a dragon warrior as the this appointment sort of, of a dragon the warrior. appointment mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. but, yeah. but at that yeah. point it's like dynastic yeah. it's like yeah. it's like something you would get it's uh it's uh oh what's the word uh, it's like I don't know. It's like a royalty situation. It's like sure. a, it's like a bloodline almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So that's tough, right? I mean, I think this movie might be a little anti-Marxist. Might be, which is fine because we're just looking at it through the Marxist lens. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But so so then I would say with the bourgeoisie, be, would Shifu be like the king of the bourgeoisie in this <laughs> story, or would that be more, or would that be his dad? Oh Shifu's no, no! Dad? I think his dad oh, is no, like, oh, sorry, just dad. do Poe's your dad. job. Just like stay in your noodle lane, yeah, and don't yeah. like dream about this stuff that you're never gonna be, and sure. like you're not actually that. You know, just because you are an individual does not mean that you have some entitlement to this destiny. That's true. Uh, you know, yeah. you can't manifest that. Instead, <laughs> you stay here. You work in this shop. We're noodle people. We <laughs> right. like we're noodle people is the most proletariat line in this movie. <laughs> That's fair. Like, yeah. They're noodle people. So I guess I don't really understand. I guess I don't know enough to know what the 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 philosophy on upward mobility is in Marxist right. economics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's not the main thrust, I don't think. No, it's I don't contribution know. is more than but yeah. hey, but it's got to be there. There's got to be some element of yeah. it or else. Yeah. You know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. But he's essentially abandoning. He he literally abandons his cart that is his job. That's true. <laughs> he's supposed to be doing work, and instead he's like, right. no, no, no. I'm gonna like try to upward mobility myself on a chair with some rockets. Oh into my the, god! <laughs> into this, oh my god. and it works out great for him. Yeah, which is not a great moral about work. Or, <laughs> however, though, right. however, however, that cart is representational of an exploitation Ooh. where he is trying to gain money in a profitable capitalistic way from the fact that everyone's going to be at this event for for a specific communal purpose like it's something Mm -hmm. that is important to the community it's something important Mm -hmm. to them on a nationalistic level almost sure um and his father's uh, his father sees this and rather than seeing the importance of the the moment to the community sees only how he can profit from opportunity it. yes ah, oh i love it yes okay, yes yes so instead it. of being a uh a, just a, a regular blue collar guy just trying to do his job he's a capitalist yeah his dad is his dad represents capitalism the pull of the noodle represents capitalism (laughs) and the pull of the of becoming the dragon warrior and helping the community because that's what he's doing he's i mean he's excited about it sure but he's he's trying to do his job and fulfill his role within the grand scheme whether that be destiny his dad controls the means of production his dad (laughs) owns the restaurant owns the cart tells him what to do and he has no say in it yeah. He doesn't have that part ownership. He doesn't profit from it in the same way that his dad does. <laughs> and so he is ultimately, the dad is ultimately the profiteer of his mm-hmm. labor. Yes. And the moment when he cooks for the rest of, in, in a communal sense, he cooks out of the goodness of his heart. He doesn't yes. charge them any money. Yes. Right. And they're like, oh, this is really good. And he was like, yes, you're right. I seized the means of production. <laughs> 
that's actually a line from Kung Fu Panda. So I think this theory checks out. And I think you're right. <laughs> but he did. He was like, no, I can make noodles however I want, just for my buds. And Shifu withholding the dumplings from him, oh. like <laughs> tempting him with the dumplings and yes. forcing him to work like harder than he's ever worked before just to get a dumpling. One. Just a single fucking dumpling. Stalin-esque. And then do you think he wasn't actually hungry for that last dumpling? Uh, that's a good question. He might have just been putting on a brave face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, feel, I feel like it was bullshit. I feel like yeah. he that dumpling. Joe, do you have bullshit. any thoughts on this bullshit. one? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's I the love, weirdest one. That's where you cut it. No, that's fine. It's one of the no. weirdest. It's one of the weirdest. <laughs> That was one of the weirder pairings we've I mean, ever done. It is because it's tough because there is only one villain, and it's not even like a force that has an ideology. It's just right. somebody that wants to come back and claim what they think is theirs. Right, and money is not as big of a th- right uh, as yeah, big of not. a factor in in Kung Fu Panda's story as it is in a lot of other right. stories. But I do think mm-hmm. we crack the nut. Yeah, I, I I do think that Shifu and Poe's dad are very yep. much of the bourgeoisie, mm-hmm. and specifically I say, of the capitalist bourgeoisie. Yes, like a very capitalist mm-hmm. bourgeoisie. I would say that maybe Master Ugwe might be more of a Marx figure. Sure, more of like an everyone has means, like everyone is capable. Mm-hmm. And That's true. He represents that philosophy at least because he never had a doubt at all mm-hmm. that Poe was going to be the Dragon Warrior. He's just like, I don't know, it's going to work out. I don't know how, but well, he has and he has his repeated line of "There are no accidents." Mm-hmm. Can we mm-hmm. fit that in? Well, uh, I know that? when I've worked in factories, they have a little sign that says like "This many days since the last accident." Yes. And how many so, factories have you worked in, David? Uh, zero. Okay, <laughs> but cool. that's also <laughs> it, what he's saying is there are no accidents because he runs such a good <laughs> <Yes>. dojo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is so efficient, and he represents the efficiency of Marxism. <laughs> yes, unless he's covering up some accidents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe so he's he like Disney. He's OSHA. like, no, there are no accidents. There are no accidents here. No, maybe nothing. he represents the corruption of the people at the top. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are no accidents. No, no, these factories are perfect. <laughs> All of Master Uguay's factories. God. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, okay. So just yeah. like yeah, there's a com- there's a sense of community, but there's also Definitely. a sense of individual power. Yeah, and a little bit of capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a muddled message in it's terms a, it, of Marxist economics. It definitely doesn't come down hard one way or the other. No, yeah. But I eventually the movie ends up being much more about how individuals are special and what you can do yeah. because of your specific body or status mm-hmm, or something. Yeah. And that can be molded into a Marxist message if you want right, it yeah, to. Right. Is be. is it is is the message more that everyone has something special about them mm-hmm. or that individuals you might not think have something special about them actually could mm. like not necessarily that they do yeah, but that but they, they could. could i think both okay I think because well because I, I feel like yeah. those are incompatible because oh, really? one of those messages is that literally everyone has something special about them mm-hmm. the other one is that there's a possibility that they oh, don't that they don't <laughs> that, that only some do <laughs> but you might not know no i would say that is. the the latter is more capitalist yeah, uh, I would say so it's too. like no, some people aren't special. So that's little why pig people have nothing special about them, you know. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they no, do have see, little faces. That, that, that <laughs> tiny face, big cheeks, yeah. little face. <laughs> um, so my question is, d- which of those two possibilities does this movie seem to come down on the most? 
I think it's that uh, that everybody has something special about them. Yeah. Because even the basic owner of a restaurant is like, yeah, there's no secret ingredient. It's just there. And the Dragon Scroll itself doesn't even know who the Dragon Warrior is going to be. It just says, look at yourself. Mm. And there, I think that as a yes. thesis for it's anyone. It doesn't matter. It's more about believing that you are special. Sure. Yeah. And so it's... It's less that it is a for sure 100% everybody has something special, but more that if you believe in your ability, that it can exist in some way that can benefit society. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would Sp- say that's maybe maybe more of a Marxist ideology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Good job, Kung Fu Panda. Good, good job, Kung Fu Panda. Also, the cover of this movie is red. <laughs> so, like, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's anything. <laughs> intentional is totally intentional totally. oh christ well guys that'll do it for an episode of contextual tv it's we talked about a lot of a lot of weird stuff today with kung fu panda i had a lot of fun we did uh we what, what did we talk about uh let's see let's try and run down the context we brought up it's okay so we did uh we did an unreliable narrator uh joe do you remember which other ones we did we had uh the spin-off spin-offs yes yes we also did superlatives. Superlatives. Also, and by the way, the spinoff one, a good title for the dad's one would be Pull of the Noodle. You oh, said something yeah. about a pull of the noodle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, yes, that's, that's, of, the title. that's the, the title. Noodle. The pull of the noodle. Nice. That's uh, good. <laughs> then we, we rounded it out with the most obvious context to use for the film Kung Fu Panda, uh, Marxist economics. Yeah. The <laughs> one that everyone was expecting us to do. Yeah. Um, this movie is lucky that race didn't come up because there was some stuff <laughs> yeah. I was going to talk about, but it didn't come up, so we're not going to talk about it because we don't have time. Um, so, uh, guys, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. We were really grateful to have you. It was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, n- well, I wrote a play, Ooh. and there's going to be a staged reading of it at... Uh, with Freshwater Theater, a local company, and that's going to be in the spring. I don't know when yet. Cool. Sweet. Sweet. What's it called? Yeah. It's called... Pull of the Noodle. It's called Pull of the Noodle. <laughs> it's about... It's very sexual. It's, <laughs> it's just about a dude yanking on his noodles. <laughs> just for an hour and a half. It's, it's a Lars von Trier yep. movie. Uh, he also kills a lot oh, of women. Yes. Uh, I don't. Uh, it, it, there's a tentative title, so I'll I'll hold off oh, okay. on that right now. Okay, so yeah, sure. but but uh, but yeah, Freshwater that'll be in the theater. spring. Yes. Okay. Cool. So we'll mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. No, and that'll just be a staged reading. At yeah, first, yeah, yeah. And then I don't sure. know what's gonna happen with it. Remind remind me, and we'll bring it up when it gets closer. Yeah. So okay. When when you've got a date set, we'll we'll bring mm-hmm. it up on the show. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, David, do you have anything you would like to plug? My butt. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> My butt. And there it is. <laughs> That's a joke from Borat. That I remember. Everyone Borat. remembers it. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, I Only would also 90s like... kids will remember. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is like Shrek in the way that it's like funnier to reference than actually to watch. Maybe. Oh, Although 100%. I haven't gone and rewatched when, Borat. When's maybe the last time funny. you referenced Shrek? Actually, that's a good question. Besides, like, because is there like well, anything you no, can I'm not quote referencing from that the movie lines, but referencing its existence? That's exactly it. Is it like <laughs> yeah. there's there's uh-huh. not a line from Shrek no. that I'm ever like, uh, maybe like donkey, but that's not even like <laughs> that's a not reference. A line. That's just a way someone says a word. Exactly. <laughs> Although I guess that is a line. Yeah. Fair enough. <sighs> um. Anyway, yeah, that yeah. my butt. First of all, sure. from the mm-hmm. movie Borat, mm-hmm. and second, the uh, other show that I'm on, Hypotheticast. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a show where we talk about possibilities and imagination. We ask each other hypothetical questions and we answer every one of them. <laughs> Fantastic. That's it. Nice. Hey, very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. TBS. <laughs> IBN. Or wait. I- I- ISN. ISN. It's Supernatural. Oh, Exclamation God. point network. Um, all right. Well, I don't have anything I'd like to plug other than my butt. So we will move on. Uh, see you again for another movie. Uh, we haven't decided what it's going to be yet, but keep your ears to the ground and your nose is in the sky and your butts somewhere in the vicinity of a chair with a plug in it with a plug in it and your feet uh in the clouds um in the clouds. thank you so much for listening to contextual deviance my name has been christian hagan we've had joe swanson and david gutchy uh and david do you have any final thoughts you would like to leave us with this week is the taste better than the population? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis's own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Eat Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!